This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my good friend Trevor Martin of Sketch Group O Theodora and various other roustabouts around Chicago, um, at least until September anyway. He told me right before we recorded that uh, he has plans to relocate to L.A. in the fall, which he, I believe, references uh, during the podcast. Uh, he and O Theodora just had their last hoorah here in town, and uh, he's going to go out there and continue to work with uh, one of the other members of that group. Uh, so it seems like a hell of a plan to me. He's a super funny guy, um, and I'm really glad I got him uh, on the show. And to talk about such a fun topic, it was so funny trying to really nail down um, what to call it. Because Trevor doesn't really, like, prank people. He really just likes to mess with them. Um, and I think we get into the depths of kind of what that means. Um, and it's so, so funny and interesting to me anyway, to hear him talk about how, uh, how he draws the lines between what he does and who he decides to mess with and what he thinks he gets out of it. And, uh, and, and such things. It, it, it was really, really fun. I told him this story after the podcast, and he couldn't believe I didn't tell it on air. So um, he said I should go ahead and throw it in the intro, um, and I plan to oblige. Uh, this is a friend of a story about um mutual friend of mine and Trevor's, Nick Johnson, past guest of the show. I talk about him all the time. More recently than ever, I feel, but... I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen him a lot and talked to him a decent amount. So, hi, Nick. I know you're going to listen to this. And I'm about to tell everyone how we fucking messed with you a whole bunch recently. Uh, Nick was in town um, to work on a project at his past job. uh, And uh, we planned um, a show. Nick was on Reagan Reagan with me, an improv team that has since... Uh, retired, hung up our hats. Uh, so we planned this like get together, or we planned a, a, a comeback show, if you will, for his um, time in town, or at least that's what we told him. We sent him an email that we included our old coach on about the details of the venue, which was this uh, Middle Eastern sandwich restaurant in um like way north in the city it would be the silliest place to do a show uh and we told him that we were playing with two other teams we made up fake nicknames uh most of this was uh past guest and very good friend of mine ryan ben's doing uh he told him that the team's opening for us would be named sticky ricky and dennis the premise and all the other details that he would need about the show and uh, if there's anyone that he knew that was coming to it to send them his, uh, send their information to Ryan so that Ryan could go ahead and put in tickets for them. And we had to keep the show on Facebook and 
off of Facebook and other typical promotion type venues because of uh, the organization we were doing it in uh, is between um, is between locations and they didn't really want to confuse anyone with this little one-off show. Basically we built up a lot of information um, just to pull off this silly prank and Nick bought it hook, line and sinker, sent an email and was like, what's the dress code? Like it's, we did a bunch of bits. He was, totally thought we were going to do a show we get to the venue we're all waiting outside because we really wanted to uh make nick be the one to walk into this place and ask them where their uh event space was fully knowing there was not an event space um but he was so damn late that we were just like standing around outside for so long by the time he got there he was like what are you guys doing? Like, where's where's everybody? And we were just, like, trying to say as little as possible without giving away the ruse and still wanting him to try to uh, to have to ask where this event space was. So we walk in this place where we had uh, designated the fake show was going to be, and it looks like just a front for the mafia i i don't know how else to say it it, except that this place just like can't be selling only sandwiches because i walked in twice maybe three times and every single time every person in the place looked at me every single we're talking like 15 people all would turn and look at me every time i walked into the place it was so bizarre and this was at like eight o'clock at night on a friday it was so weird so nick gets in there we're all crowding around we're all feeling super weird because everybody's looking at us nick is definitely sensing something's fishy but we're and we're all kind of dying to like you know just let the ruse down but uh we kind of make him sweat it out and eventually before we're able to ask anybody he looks at us and goes there's no show there's no show and i thought he was figuring out the ruse but he just thought that the show was canceled because we couldn't figure out like where anybody was and so I just turn around like, yeah, there's no show. We're fucking with you, buddy. Let's go around down the street. <laughs> we booked a room at Lincoln Karaoke. We're going to be there for two hours. And he died. He thought it was hilarious. We couldn't believe. Uh, he couldn't believe we'd gone through all these links to just kind of poke fun at him. He reiterated so many times that he only packed nice dress clothes to be wearing them for the show and then he had to continue to wear them for the whole rest of the night so that he was like angry about but just enough that it made it totally worth it uh on both sides of the equation so that's uh my own foray into messing with folks um in recent memory sorry it was so long but it, it's a good one, right? That's pretty good. He thought he was going to do a show. Instead, he hung out and sang karaoke with his friends for three hours. The guy loves karaoke joints. You know what else? He loves improvising, so he would want me to plug some shows. Thursday nights at 8 at the Annoyance Theater. Fishbowl. Come, put your annoyance student id in the bucket you might get chosen to play or you can just come and watch it's a great show uh this sunday at seven o'clock the nerdlogs will be hosting our monthly event your stories it's kind of like an open mic storytelling slash you can do whatever you want kind of thing it's cool it's super fun i'll be there 
Uh, that's at the Offices of Cards Against Humanity, 1917 North Elston, Chicago, Illinois. Very special announcement. Super jazzed about this. 7 p.m. on May 3rd, we will have a, my second ever live MBSing recording at 7 p.m. at the same office, some office, 1917 North Elliston here in Chicago. There is a theater space there, the Cards Against Humanity Theater. My guest will be employee and events extraordinaire of Cards Against Humanity, Trin Garitano. She will be talking to me about her love of parks and recreation. As any past listener of this show probably knows, that is also a deep love of mine. Were I to ever do MBSing, that would be my topic. Thus, I am very self-indulgently inviting Trin to be on the show uh, for this, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Milestone. And we're going to do it live, and it'll be a total celebration of uh, parks and of MBSing. And I can't uh, think of anything I want more than just to be able to share that night with anyone who thinks that sounds like a good time. I think it's going to be a total joy. The night starts at 5 at the office for some light gaming. Uh, Just uh, the Nerdlocks have a new game that we're putting out called Fisticuffs. The Kickstarter for that will be going up soon, so I'm sure there will be some Fisticuffs playing. But really just any other kind of game night... um, that people want to have. I I just think that'd be a fun evening. Come out early, play some games, have some drinks. Um, It'll be BYOB. uh, And uh, hang around until 7. Watch the 100th episode of MBSing be recorded. And uh, thank you so much for uh, making it this far. And... I welcome you to listen to myself and the very silly, very funny, very sneaky Trevor Martin. Thanks. He's been on it, right? No yes. Effects. He was pretty early on talking yeah, no effects. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was, uh, <clears throat> he was an early adopter for sure, but he's told me um, since he moved to L.A. that he started listening to it more mm-hmm. because if, like helps him because he like thinks about Chicago <laughs> honestly oh, sure. that's like part of it and he yeah, thinks absolutely. about like the kind of people and things that he liked doing here and like it's helping him transition better than he was before he was using it so that was like nice um, kind of toot my own horn a little <laughs> but uh it was really nice it was really really <laughs> you sweet. just changed gears to like hey, no but for real though no but for real it was really really nice <laughs> I can't, I I only have, like, two speeds. It's either, like, actually being sincere or feeling bad about being sincere. <laughs> I really think that kind of sums me up as, like, a person and host of this show. <laughs> you make a great president. <laughs> uh, it's never, it's funny because I was thinking to myself the other day, I literally never even thought ever once in my entire life oh 
I should run for president. And I was like thinking to myself, is this because I'm a normal human being who like isn't a sociopath who knows that that would be the most thankless job in the world? Or uh, is it because I'm a woman and because I just never thought that a woman could be president? Ooh, interesting. I don't know. Did you <laughs> consciously think that at any point in your life, like growing up? or uh, Like think to myself, oh, I wish I could be president. No, women can't be president. Or just that thought, yeah, of like, uh, even, um, even if it's like on the playground of like, women can't, everybody knows. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But like, it kind of goes back to that question of like. Yeah, but is it because it's all underlying and systemic and I don't think about it, but it's still actually in my thought processes? I don't know. I I don't know. Oh, we got onto this because you told me that that Trey would make me a good president. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where did this start? Oh, God. I went from just talking about how great my own podcast is to talking about how I could or could not be president. We're here on MBSing. Mary Beth is my guest today. We're talking about uh, her era. Is what drives her more than anything else. Uh, <laughs> tell me, how does your arrogance and your narcissism just inform your work? I'd say the uh, the origin of my arrogance <laughs> yeah, was my my own conception, not even my own birth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> because I truly believe I'm going to start my political platform here. I believe that life starts at conception. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! This is awful. <laughs> uh, well, uh, welcome to MBSing. My host today is Trevor Martin, <laughs> and his topic is about how my topic is my own arrogance. Yes, uh, I'm going to talk solely about how arrogant you are. I'm not going to let you get a word in edgewise. <laughs> uh, no, Trevor's topic. Oh, I mean, that kind of falls in line, though. Trevor's topic is pranking people, messing with people. But given what's the word I'm looking for, putting a feather in their cap is that appropriate? For isn't doesn't that you doodle? <laughs> I think that means giving someone an accolade. What's I think so. A, a bee in your bonnet. Isn't uh, there one of those phrases for like put your something to hang your hat on? Or maybe a feather in your cap, I think, is a little like, yeah, a little, oh, look at this. Isn't this yeah. nice sort of thing? I think a bee in your bonnet is like, I'm annoyed by something. Yeah, that's probably yeah. more what I was looking for. Which then. is, I like to be the putting bee in the bonnet. Putting bees in bonnets. I like putting bees in <laughs> That's bonnet. where I was looking. That's <laughs> yeah. where I was trying to go. It's funny because, like, I don't know really what I would call this because the idea of pranking, I, I think of, like, the bucket of water over right. the door. Or, like, or, you know, something like that. But what for me, it's more of just... <laughs> needling people, yeah, needling <laughs> or doing doing things that make people think that make people <laughs> feel compelled to have to shout at me. I don't know if I should believe you, <laughs> or, like, or like, why don't you just tell me the truth? I don't, <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> isn't that beef jerky ads uh, messing with Sasquatch? Yeah, Basically yeah. Just I like, like messing with Sasquatch. Messing with Sasquatch. <laughs> really only for my friends, though. When people are like, yeah, I like to like play pranks on strangers or like, I don't care what people think about me. I'm just like, ah, it's not a, that, that's, that for me, that's the line of That's like, really interesting. Yeah, that makes uh, me feel uncomfortable. Uh, <clears throat> designation, because I definitely, when you told me that was uh, what you thought you wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, I think you even put it in the context context of like my I like messing with my friends. Yeah, it's really more messing with my friends than than uh than anything else. But I definitely like entered the thought of 
how you felt about the other um, the other side of that of sure. of strangers. Okay, well, first of all, where what's the where do you think the origin of this lies? I truly don't know. It might have been <clears throat> might have been my older sister actually. That. That's that's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, God, I forget how old, how much older is she than you? Thirty years old. Okay, <laughs> that did not answer my question. <laughs> She's not even thirty years old. <laughs> I'm already getting started. Jeez. How do I know that what you're saying is true? Ah, yes. <laughs> Messing with the president. <laughs> oh, Jack Link's jerky. Messing with the president. Uh, she is two years older than me, so I think she'll actually be. I think she's turning 30. Um, yeah, she is turning 30 this August, August 1st. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I forget what, I mean, we, we had, you know, obviously like brother-sister type of fights, but <laughs> my mom tells me there was one time where I literally, I was two years younger than her, but I had her in a headlock at one point and was like bashing her face <gasps> with my fist. Oh my gosh. She would, she would do things to me though too, like uh, when... But I think it was it, that, like that. The, the stuff that we did was more, uh, you know, brother sister type. Of sure, stuff. sure, sure, sure. And we have a uh, younger brother who's two years younger oh. than me. I'm the middle <laughs> child, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I, you know, pranked him or like bothering him as much. It might have been because I enjoyed bothering my sister because she was older than right. me. Right. I was I, just about to say that's kind of the sweet spot of, like, being <laughs> a brother who wants to, like, mess with his siblings. Yeah. You had an older sister and yeah. a younger brother. Yeah. That is... <laughs> I can have, uh, I can have power. <laughs> yeah. That is, like, everything. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I, I've been thinking a lot actually about, since we talked about doing this, Mm -hmm. like I've been thinking more about like, oh, so I think, you know, like, I don't know, what does this mean? Or just thinking more about it. And, Mm -hmm. um, I really think that at the very, very heart of it, it's, it's actually a control thing. No, really? I think so. So we kind of hit on it there with the middle brother syndrome thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't know, but maybe I didn't pull pranks or try to bother my little brother because I knew that I had... Because you already had the, like, hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. But with my sister... uh, That's so funny. (laughs) So, where do you think it really, like, found... Were were you someone that, like, in your group of friends in, like, middle school or high school, this was something that you did? Or or really just more with your sister when you're still in that, like... Yeah. Phase of your life? Or is it something you started doing college or? Well, I think it, um, when hanging out with my friends, like in, uh, uh, in, in, in really all levels of school, uh, up to high school, mm. I would, uh, you know, really just like try to do, you know, we would all try to just do like off the wall type things. Okay. Like, <clears throat> but in terms of, but yeah, I definitely. Are you definitely from, have, you're a Red Sox guy, right? Not anymore. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? So, I have friends that are Red Sox fans, and I like pointing out the errors in their fandom, because the reason I left was because I, I hate the ownership group. When did like. you defect? So, 2011 off-season. That was like the big collapse. That when they you had know the well worst too. collapse in history, uh... 
only closely followed in second by the Braves' collapse that September. Was it the Braves' collapse like the exact same though, but just the Red Sox got more attention? uh, I think my understanding is that it was like one or two more games. Like it was like a very, very close margin. But yes, the Red Sox got far more attention. Yeah, yeah. And And the the only reason the Braves that day was like one of the craziest days in baseball history. Yeah. Um... Which, like, as a baseball fan, I'm sure was amazing. Yes. But, like, even during when that But as September, a fan of any of the teams, as especially the Braves and the Red Sox, yeah. we got so fucking hosed. <laughs> so hosed. Man. I remember while it was happening in September, I was sort of like, you know, if the Red Sox don't make the postseason or if they, if they have this big collapse... I'm fine with it because they deserve it. Really? Yeah. I was like, I was not like, come on, let's go Red Sox. I was like, hey, if they make it, I'll root for them. But if they don't make it, I'll be like, good. I hope you learn your lesson. I mean, it really, it, it was really, I mean, even the next season, the Braves had a much better, like, bounce back than the oh, Red God, Sox yeah. did. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, was it like hate rooting or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> you were just like, yeah. <laughs> So, it, are you a fan of any particular team now? No, I'm okay. really just a baseball fan. Okay. And like every so often, or you know, like maybe in spring training or the beginning of the season, I'll start to like see who intrigues me and like, you know, sort of softly root for them, but not like live and die by that team. Sure. Um, and I mean, it's it's my last uh, summer here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and like I'm I'm very in- intrigued by what's going on with the White Sox, but I can't like I can't say no to the Cubs. And yeah, like, how this is this gonna. Thing. I think this will be a really <clears throat> cool year to follow them as a team. Yeah, <laughs> the, I think they'll uh, be contending. Uh, Pre-recording um, opening <laughs> day experience now with standing. <laughs> True. <laughs> that didn't yes. really have anything to do with the team, though. <laughs> how do you feel like the team played? Uh, mm, uh, maybe well, uh, <laughs> like they were playing in a stadium that only had two functioning <laughs> bathrooms by the end of the game. <laughs> well, I think they're playing like a team that has a uh, an offense that needs to like learn and grow. Mm. So those are going to be like the biggest growing pains. And outside of John Lester, like Jake Arrieta and um, I think it's Jason Hamill are um, they're they're good. They're good pitchers, but I think they're going to need someone else if they want to be like serious contenders. However, I didn't realize until I was like, you know, listening and reading about baseball stuff the other day, but uh, John Lester can't throw to any base from the mound, from the mound. Even when the ball's in play, he like he just gets the yips or he just freaks what? out about it. The last time he He's threw, like not a fielding pitcher, period. No. The last time he threw to first base to make a pickoff move was April thirtieth, two thousand thirteen. That is bizarre. Yeah. So it's crazy for, that they didn't for run him to more. be such an elite pitcher. Yeah, he had an ERA that was like I think two point four or something last year. That's nuts. Yeah, so I don't know. So like there's still some improvements that need to be made and it's not it's not quite it's not going to be quite so easy, but I think it'll be interesting, and then they'll hopefully grow and build on sure. that next year. But yeah. with the Red Sox, after that collapse, it wasn't the collapse that made me say, all right, sayonara, Done. but it was how everybody reacted after that. Yeah. Because there were those news stories about um, <clears throat> about like the chicken and beer and like people not caring about winning and being really lax, but the ownership really babied that group of players. Yeah. and. Uh, you know, it, it seemed to me it, instead it, of demanding the uh, accountability. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was they and it, they for a while had been more interested in make, turning Fenway into like Disneyland, New England. Sure, but ne- it, it became 
unforgivably apparent to me by that time. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm just not going to – I'm going to root against them and I'm not going to be any team. And that was just – my point was solidified that much more by Larry Lucchino being like, no, I don't care what's good for the team. Bobby Valentine's going to be a manager that gets us headlines. (sighs) We're going to talk about us. And it was a – Disaster. How can you possibly still try to like hitch your horse to that way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was one time too where it was like, yes, yeah, not just the owners because even because so Johnny Pesky died and the funeral was during the 2012 season and there you know he's like a Red Sox legend and he all of his contributions were or not all that's stupid but like <laughs> a lot he like sort of had a rebirth as a as a Red Sox icon after he retired as just being an ambassador for the team or for sure. the game or whatever sure <clears throat> and he just became as most like m- more like franchise slash sure like looked up to your types. Stan Musials or something mm-hmm. uh, so he he died and like six Red Sox players went to his funeral and they they all like said they were busy or it was i think it was even Weird. a day off or something and and then a lot more of those players went to a uh a Josh Beckett bowling tournament for charity that or something. so hard to watch. Yeah, so it's, so I, you know, especially with that, I was like, and yeah, I still, I still hold those grudges. Like, yeah. I don't, because, especially because they never, nobody, like, hardly anybody said that they were sorry, even for the postseason. Like, Josh Beckett, the worst of the worst to me, was like, he was asked point blank, like, do you think, you know, would you go back and change anything? And he was like, really, the only thing that bothered me was that it got, that information got out of the clubhouse. What happens if the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse? What? And I'm like, you have, you were given a silver platter to, like, apologize and make yourself look better. But instead, you're just being so stubborn. Is there anything you want to say about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody should have known what we were talking about. What? Yeah. (laughs) Instead of being like, we were in the wrong, or even saying, maybe we shouldn't have done it as much, he was like, yeah, he's bogus. But he's retired now. After he threw a no-hitter, but whatever. (laughs) Throw a no-hitter against the Phillies for the Dodgers, that's fine. Whatever. Look like a fat Jack White. I don't like you. Josh Beckett, if you're listening. And that ain't no prank, bitch. Uh, that's the real deal. <laughs> I ain't messing with you. I'm telling you how I feel. I only asked that because I was wondering where you grew up. Oh, right. Did we just go on like a 15 No, I loved it. No, okay, okay. I, wanted, I wanted you to be able to do it because be I was freely. genuinely, especially because I knew... Well, I didn't even know that you you were a, a, a defected uh, yeah. Red Sox fan. Yeah. I thought you were still, still fan going of them? strong. No, yeah. no, yeah. Uh, and I mean, so watching the 2013 postseason of World Series was kind of tough and weird. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. Because um, you still were like, no, don't win. <laughs> what I ended up doing was in my head the way I justified it when I was like, hey, I, what I would love is the Red Sox win the World Series and then the ownership is like, hey, this team is not going to be worth any more than it is right now. We're going to sell the team. Right. And of, co- of course, that was a stupid thing to think. Right, but, right. You know, eh, you know. <laughs> I mean, they made some weird, huge moves in the offseason this year. The I think Red it'll Sox? be, yeah. yeah. I think they, it'll be interesting to follow them this, this year. This is too. probably going to date this whole thing, but I just found on the train today, they re-signed Rick Porcello to, I think, like a four or five year extension. No way. And he hasn't even pitched for the Red Sox yet. It just makes no That's sense. That's crazy. Yeah. And like, they, a lot, people There's are There's so many them. things like that. It's like, why are they paying Pablo Sandoval so much money? Yeah. Like, he's not worth what they're paying him. 
It's not it's, for the amount that they're paying. Not for the uh, amount in years that they're going to be paying. Right, know, f- right, for sure. It's it, they for some reason like were in last place, and then they po- they could have ponied up the dough to keep Lester, but they lowballed him so much that in spring training of that year, yeah, that it was like you know it made it much less likely for him to resign anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, and they were even <clears throat> talking. There was early talk of like. They'll let him go as a free agent for like a year or two and then try yeah. to re-sign him. But I think that's, I think that's under bogus. the bridge, too. You can't. You can't. Think, yeah. The Braves are already talking about that with Jason Hayward. And I'm just like, guys, sure. let's just like worry about this like rebuilding <laughs> quote-unquote thing that we're doing right now. And like not talk about getting back the players that we unloaded to get to the point that we're at. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> uh, but anyway, did you grow up in the Yeah, Boston yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in, in uh, Massachusetts. <laughs> to be fair, that was one of the things that you considered topic of, talking about as a topic. Yeah, so I'm yeah. actually glad that you got, yeah, that I, got to talk uh, about it. I was like, oh, this would be a great podcast to be on. It's so fun. What are things that I'm passionate about? Baseball and Batman. Taken and taken. All right, well. <laughs> Andy Junk, if you're listening, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> it was that was one of those things where I was surprised it had gone as far as it did mm. without anyone choosing that. Mm-hmm. And then since he chose Batman, like three people have said, "Oh, nice. I totally would have talked about Batman." I'm yeah. like, "Well, nobody did for like 70 episodes." <laughs> so it's on us. It really yeah. is on us. Come on, yeah. guys! If you really were a Batman fan, you would have <laughs> you would have wanted to make it happen. You just Google podcasts. And yeah. See what I can get on. <laughs> What is this, a gardening podcast? I can make that happen. Talk about Batman. Uh, And if you're Kevin Smith, you just start a whole podcast about Batman. Yes, yep. (laughs) I remember Uh, after Dark Knight Rises came out, I listened to that podcast. Fat Uh, Man on Batman? Yes, yeah. Is that what it's called? And the episode was literally him telling his friend exactly what happened scene for scene in The Dark Knight Rises. Without his his friend having seen it? Yeah, but his friend was like, I don't care. Like, he did not care about being spoiled. And like, it was awful. He was was so passionate about it and there were like four times where he like, where Kevin Smith like started to cry like talking about it. Oh my god! He just got so choked up in the emotion and like, there would be times where I'd be like, To be fair, that movie made me cry when I was watching. It. Oh, because of the bad accent? Uh, yes, that was I it. I can't understand because what he's saying. I'm just so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I feel helpless. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I'm a pretty, like, free movie crier. Free like, movie crier? I've cried freely in movies. Alien? Like, the, like, like alien or aliens? Uh no, just like Mars attacks. You cried. Mm, I want. I'm. I'm I, are you trying to think of me? Uh, trying to suggest like an absurd movie that I would have cried at? Well, didn't you just say you're an alien movie cry? Oh no no no. I oh. I I I cry freely in films. Oh, I'm but then I thought you said you're an cry. alien movie. I don't. Oh, think maybe so. you said maybe you said avid. I misheard it. Maybe. So I'm like you mean like. <laughs> I was like, Ridley why Scott's are you alien? specifically <laughs> naming all these weird? It was just a misunderstanding. Why? <laughs> <laughs> this is just like when I was trying to understand Bane. Why did they put a mask on Tom Hardy's face? Uh, no, I'm just easily moved. I easily buy into things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, That's great for me to know. <laughs> oh, no. And when they're presented to me in film, not in real life. I'll just make a movie that is <laughs> fictional, but I'll say it's non-fictional. I'll have, I'll have Buck Le- I'll film Buck Lepard with his shirt off and be like, this poor boy is malnourished. 
I would weep. <laughs> I would weep for that boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, what movie? Oh, I cried at Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Because um, I just cry at so that everything. yeah that Kevin Smith podcast was like there were times where I was like wow he's really getting into it getting emotional and then I'd be like I'm just hearing a recap of a movie I've already right. seen and, and that I, was like a two hour podcast or something I, yeah I don't listen to very many Kevin Smith <clears throat> uh <clears throat> Like properties for that reason. Most mm-hmm. of the time, I feel like it's him talking about things that I don't care enough, uh, care about enough to right. listen to him talk about. Yeah, it's like is the is it the is the host someone that you can you know hang your hat on or hit, mm-hmm. hit your wagon to? Yeah, <laughs> put a feather in your hat. <laughs> and also, is it- like, is the subject whether it's the yeah. guest's life or whatever they're talking about is that interesting to you? Because if it's not, then you're just listening to like like they might as well just. Be listening to just people mumble into microphones. I do think that's a really important distinction on both counts. And it's something that's been... As, like, podcasting gets more and more accessible... Sure. ...for people to be creating it and for, like, others to be listening to it. Mm-hmm. And as I reach the point where I'm, like, get tired of things I listen to all the time <clears throat> and look for other things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So... <laughs> When you're growing up in that, the Boston How long area, was that tangent? Uh, a good 10. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, baby. I don't care. I'm too full of myself to keep this yeah, shit on track. <laughs> Man, did you... <laughs> Man, you got to hear this podcast I did with Trevor Martin. It was we went all over the place, but I was bomb as hell. <laughs> That's pretty much how I always plug this show. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, some asshole came and sat down while I was dope as fuck. <laughs> there are ones for real that I listen to that I'm like. NBS, you definitely. You listen to your own podcast? Yeah, I do. That's a pretty arrogant move. Uh, Only once, all the way through. It's not. (laughs) Just a test. Uh, I do think there is a certain amount of arrogance inherent in this practice to begin with. In podcasting in general? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I, I can see that. I can see that. For for someone to decide <clears throat> that, like, whatever they're doing is worthy of someone else listening to. Sure, yeah. You could say that really about art in general. I agree. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but, it, yeah, so... I, every once in a while, I'll listen to one, uh, and it's not like I'll cue it up for like when I go night night just to hear myself talk to myself. <laughs> no, it's like I just enjoy revisiting the whole conversation at least once, like uninterrupted. Sure, I would. Um, I would definitely do the same thing. Yeah, I, 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 I'll I'd probably like listen to, to this would. just out of curiosity, to be like, how did it turn out? Yeah, did she cut from when we started talking <laughs> about baseball to here? <laughs> it's gonna be all the baseball talk will be in there. I want us to both <laughs> be able to have commiserated on record about the about <laughs> September of 2011. Great. I'm into it. Um. I'm into it. I'll talk for days about it. Larry Lucchino. Uh, Stupid. Uh, fucking Brooks Conrad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I forgot what I... Oh, uh, there have been episodes where I've listened and been like, whoa, you talked way too much in that. Like, slow your roll mm-hmm. next time. But... Mm-hmm. All too often, I'm not too self-aware of what I'm doing while sure. I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, 
you growing up in the Boston area? Yes. Uh, what does that have to do with anything? Um, I was just curious about, like, you said when, when you I was were in school, school that, that you would it was more pal around with... Pal around rousals. with friends and rabble rousing and, like, doing things to, like, get attention or... You know, be like, hey, watch this, check this out, or whatever. <laughs> like uh, what? <laughs> uh, well, one time I'm thinking of when we would go, I think it was in middle school. In middle school, I acted out like the worst. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was a real, I've always been like a, at my very core, like a real s- sissy boy. You know, like, <laughs> who, who will do anything I he did can. not know where that was going to go, but it wasn't <laughs> sissy boy. <laughs> what, you think I was going to say at the core, I've always been a rebel and like a badass? I, I, no like, way. Maybe not badass, but like, a like troublemaker. No. <laughs> I loved that it was sissy I like, boy. <laughs> I like to. I would. I would always like to get like attention and approval through <laughs> through like laughter, being the funny guy or whatever. But I wouldn't like be very scared if I was like breaking any rules okay. or whatever. Sure, 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 sure. Sometimes sure. I would get carried away though, like when I went mini golfing <laughs> <laughs> with some of my friends and just reared back and happy Gilmore <gasps> into a waterfall. Or no, I think it was that. I did that. That was a different thing. <laughs> The same course, like later, um, at another visit, I think I was just like pumped up or amped up or whatever, and in like a little water pond or whatever, just like threw my golf club just down, like just like bam, downward into the water, and um, it sank immediately. And I was like, oh, I thought it would float, <laughs> or I thought it would. I thought this piece of yeah. metal that's heavy enough to <laughs> propel a ball pretty good ways. Yeah, or I thought at least I would grab it before it sank to the bottom. <laughs> Just like, boom. Yeah. So then, um, <laughs> so then, at, like, I was just not golfing when we would go to hole to hole. Or I think some friends would, like, my friend would let me putt Use with his, his or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then we saw a golf club sticking out from behind that same waterfall. That the future before I swat into. Right. So I like walked onto the water and like <gasps> reached in and pulled it out and it didn't it was so rusted that it didn't have a head. Oh no. And like my friends were taking <laughs> my friends were taking pictures and like yeah, I was uh, like I pulled out like and I was making like a big show of it without making too big a show of it to get in trouble right. or whatever, and then like, oh I got it. That is so whatever. classic. There is one big prank oh, though. But <laughs> there is one that that's more of like acting out sure. stuff. Or like getting amped up in elementary school at lunch at one point and for you know, just to be the funny guy or whatever, slammed a juice box on the table. And it just it just exploded in the the the, the high C ecto cooler. <laughs> the ecto cooler just went all over ecto the table. Ecto cooled over everything. Yeah, but there is one time um, mm. in middle school that I remember. I was at my friend Ryan Cook's place, and our other friend Josh Glass um, was talking to him on AIM. Classic. <laughs> it's a classic setup. Classic. So we told him, like, we, we concocted this thing as we were going of Ryan chatting Josh and being This like, was a friend of yours. They were, I'm yeah, assuming. They, yeah, they okay. were all friends. Yeah, okay. they were all friends of. This is mine. still within the realm of, like, just. Me- within friends with a friend. yeah yeah <laughs> and so i said um oh, we concocted this thing of ryan talking to josh and being like dude i ran to trevor the other day he's on hardcore drugs <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny and like he's so changed he's so weirded out at one and out of nowhere we were trying to like <laughs> 
<laughs> like go as hard as we could, but still convincing him. And everything we threw at him, he would believe. And we were like, "How much can, can we, we do?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like he kept telling <laughs> I me. I saw Trevor shooting up heroin into his eyeballs. <laughs> so, so we had, we had, we told Josh that I ran into Ryan. I was just talking about like how the government was bullshit or whatever. And oh then I, no! And then I and then I wet myself. <laughs> oh no! And I didn't even notice because I was so cracked out. That is pretty like. That's pretty good. Well, it gets better. Oh, because, my Because um, <laughs> we went, like, later on, uh, might have even been later on that weekend, we went to Josh's place, and uh, <laughs> and it was a sort of, like, Ryan was like, hey, can Trevor come? And Josh was like, are you sure? Is he okay? Or whatever. Oh, that's so funny. So we show up, and I'm just like, the whole time, I'm just like staring. You played into it? I'm just staring at the ground, and just like mumbling and shuffling, and nonsense. And this, and Josh is so uncomfortable. And at one point, <laughs> That's so funny. He, uh, I do something where like, out of nowhere, I like throw something at Ryan, and he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, and I'm like, fuck you, or whatever. <laughs> So Ryan's like, can we talk? Can we talk? Oh, so no. Ryan and I go into this other room and we're just laughing like crazy. That's so and we funny. Collect it, we get it together, and I come back and I'm and like Ryan's like, <laughs> I think I think Ryan was like, apologize or do you have anything to say? And I was like, no. Uh. <laughs> and it all boiled over where like we're just watching TV and like Josh doesn't know what to do, so we're flipping channels. Oh my god. And uh. <laughs> We go on, uh, one of the options is Taylor of Panama. Taylor of Panama? The movie. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. That's okay. all I know about it. Okay. Uh, okay. And then he, like, keeps going that to something That was more else. than I knew about it when <laughs> he first said the title, so. <laughs> I just remember because of how the story ended. I remember right, the, name, right. the name of the movie. So, I'm like, so, I think, I think it's Ryan that's changing channels, and I'm like, stop, I want to watch that. <laughs> and, Ryan, and Ryan knows what's up, so he's like, no. And he keeps flipping, and I'm like, I want to watch Taylor of Panama. And I get, like, amped up about it. I'm like, I want to watch Taylor. And Josh is like, yo, yo, let's just watch you Taylor of Panama. Watch- <laughs> it's okay to watch Taylor of Panama. Let the guy who's strung out watch what Brian's like, no, I'm gonna change it, and like, and I pretend to like struggle with the remote, and he like throws me off, and I'm like, fine, fine, and I walk away like into the kitchen or whatever, and then like Josh and Ryan are sort of sitting there, and Josh is like, whoa, and Ryan's like, whatever, and then till I, I couldn't keep it, hold it anymore, so I'm literally I'm commando crawling into the the living room, and then like sneak up behind Josh, and and he turns around like, whoa, and I'm like, whoa, and that's how it ended. So now, so he like just lost his. Shit. Yeah, yeah, and like that, I like because I couldn't push it, and like yeah. I wanted to have fun with with I want to have fun with my friends that didn't involve me like being like this dead eyed. That's oh yeah, of what, course. What I thought was a dead eyed drug. <laughs> right, right, whatever. right. Whatever so, 12, 13 year olds thought <laughs> yeah. that would mean. That's kind of the beauty of it, though, in that situation <laughs> that like no one would know. Right. Yeah. It's so you really the world was kind of your oyster in terms of like what you could get away. With. <laughs> it's still a uh, it's still a thing that we talk about or like you still friends with these guys oh yeah oh That's yeah great. they're definitely like like two of my closest friends That's uh, awesome. Josh actually lives in LA so I'm gonna oh, like, That's awesome. yeah, see him hang out with him and stuff and but yeah if like if I just texted <laughs> if I just texted the three words Taylor of Panama to Josh, <laughs> to Josh and Ryan <laughs> The odds are very good that, that like, they'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Taylor of Panama. 
<laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, and I've started to do it more, uh, I think, in college and um, and definitely after college. Yeah. But, like, more, like, subtle things uh-huh. of, like, of being like, oh, yeah, did you know that this? That's a complete lie and see if they... Uh, see if it's like see if they believe it and then you know like, let it go for a little like bit and then be like that's thing. not true I don't know dang I wish I had specifics yeah. for it well you know those are just like the little things of right. like of I don't know like, like you know that Seinfeld episode where Jerry tells Elaine because Elaine is like meeting up with like this Russian book of like like novelist or book publisher or whatever and Jerry's like and he and 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 she says that the author is like he's obsessed with Leo Tolstoy or whatever. Oh. So Jerry tells Elaine, "Did you know that the original title of War and Peace is War? What is it good for?" <laughs> and that's how that's how Edwin Starr got the name for that song because it was original. And she was wow. like, "No." And then she says it to the guy, and he gets furious. And he's like, "That's not true." And she comes back to Jerry, and she's like, "You lied to me or whatever." And like, it's just great. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's the sure, kind of stuff sure. I see, and I'm like, that's right. what I want to be when I grow up. Right. Of course. <laughs> how could that not be like? That's so funny, though, to think about this whole thing in terms of like, um, like sitcom hijinks. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Because it is so like instigations of sitcom. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one trick I love playing, and I um, I did it to my brother. I've done it to a few friends in college, and I think I did it once to like a, once or twice to a former roommate of mine. Where if they're in bed sleeping or they're about to go to bed, I when the lights are all off in the bedroom, I when they're they go out to get a drink of water in the bathroom or something, I crawl into their bed. <laughs> wait for it to come back and it's not even they come in and I'm like Whoa. I wait until they get in the bed and they're like, what is, what is? Yeah, and like they just feel something in yeah. there <laughs> and there's the more cruel prank of when someone's sleeping I just bang on their door or like kick it open and like jump on their bed and there's one poor <laughs> this poor guy I did both of these bed tricks to him this poor this poor roommate of mine Ethan uh, and there would be times where I'd like jump in the den and he'd be like no what are you doing and I'm like I'm not gonna leave till you give me a smooch <laughs> he'd be like no no and I'm like come on I'm not gonna go and he'd just go no and then he kissed me on the cheek and I'd be like <laughs> like ha you're gay and I leave. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but the last time I did it was I was like bah! and he without moving goes get the fuck oh. out of my room and I'm like alright and like I never did it again yep, after that that's so funny though cause I, as you were telling those stories I was just like I can imagine that like living with you or being friends with you after a while it either <laughs> has to be this just like total understanding that you have like free reign to do shit like that whenever you want or at some point someone just like snaps and yells yeah. the shit out of you and like just, I imagine especially if I've like played pranks like that or whatever living with the experience of living with me is like you're in constant fear yeah right and I I would understand hating that because I can dish it out like that but boy I don't like it totally goes back to the yeah. having control yeah. position of it it's, it's, it's I you know just my be a sociopath <laughs> like because that's the other thing is like I hardly I hardly um, think about because there's such like quote harmless pranks right um, I hardly think about like how is this going to affect this person or right. what's this person going to think about it um, 
Yeah. And what, like, what do you, what, what do you feel like you get out of it aside from just straight like straight up entertainment? Enjoyment? Yeah. <laughs> straight up entertainment and self-satisfaction and enjoyment. And that is it. Just like the gotcha value yep. of it. Yep. Just the value of like, I did something that I thought was funny. We can talk about it later as a story or whatever. But, but like at the same time, yeah, it's like gruel is the hell hell. That's so funny. <clears throat> I would be remiss if I did not talk about the time I told everyone I was going to be a father. Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It doesn't um, sound familiar. Here, this is going to sound really... Because I want to know when it when I did it. Oh, sure. Uh, so this is my... This, this may seem completely irrelevant, but hold on. When did Osama bin Laden die? Osama bin Laden died May 2nd, 2011 at age 54. May 2nd, 2011. I was going to ballpark 2011, but I wouldn't have known like yeah. what part of the year. So, <clears throat> I just wanted to like... <laughs> what you <laughs> Trust me, it's it's somewhat relevant. Also, I think we should acknowledge that Siri said Osama bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like slightly satisfying for me. Can you say Osama bin Laden? Okay, I found this on the web for Can You Say Osama Bin Laden? Oh, she said it right that She time. said Osama Bin Laden. Oh, Osama Bin Laden, that's yeah. what it was. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I posted, uh, I had this idea of like, I'll post like a really like long, sincere status about how like I'm trying to convince people I'm going to be a father. And literally I thought of it like... Like that day? No, oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. I thought of it like March or uh, like coming around, come, like in like late March... 2011, and I was like, well, I can't, I cannot do this on April Fool's Day because right. everybody will know. Everyone will know, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll do it on, Wait. I'll do it like I'll May Day or early May. <laughs> and then Osama Bin Laden had to go get killed, and he'd take all my thunder, so I was like, all right, I'll do it another time. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I can't, everybody's talking about this other stuff, I'm not going to get as many likes on my status. So I can't do it then. Stupid. I just love that. <laughs> like, I think, well, first of all, obviously, you're acknowledging that it's, like, hilarious and absurd that that actually entered your thought process. Yeah. But second of all, I think it makes it just even more absurd that you waited full months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've definitely waited months, uh, to, to perhaps have... even years, for, like, one idea. It, not even, like, a prank thing, but, like, ooh, like... This is... Digging your hole deeper for yeah. sociopathy, I think. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a real good planner. I have no problem with having a reminder in my phone for, for like, years. Do this prank. <laughs> yep. I saw a reminder recently that I put in my phone that said, um, and I'll explain after I read exactly what it said. It said, eat jalapenos. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't remember setting it. I very, barely, 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 barely remember setting it. And it's because I developed a jalapeno allergy. Oh. Um, but I've recognized since I developed it that, like, stopping eating altogether and then every once in a while if I eat them, I don't have any adverse effects. Sure, because so they I, can change sometimes. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think I was just, like, contributing too much to my own allergy. But... At some point, I I put in my calendar, I think it's June 30th of this year, <laughs> eat jalapenos. It's been a while. And yep. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a big day. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so those are the comparisons that we have to future events in our lives. Yep. <laughs> you try to convince people that you're going to be a father. Oh, oh so you waited. Oh, I did convince them. You waited until after May passed. I waited for on Mother's Osama Day. Osama bin Laden. When is Mother's Day? Like mid-May usually. Okay, yeah, then it was that. Uh, <clears throat> so I posted a long status. You can look at it on my timeline. Mother's Day 2011. <laughs> Whenever that day was, that's when it was. And I, it was a long status. I was like, I've, I've, I've made mistakes. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm gonna... <laughs> Dude, can I look... The, can we pause and I look sure, it up? Yeah. All right, I'll pause and look it up. Uh, Trevor couldn't find the post on the air, but I found it afterwards because oh, I'm sneaky like that. Uh, Trevor Martin on May 8th, 2011 at 12.30 p.m. 12.28 p.m. to be precise. I don't know why I rounded. It says, Trevor Martin has made mistakes but is ready to take responsibility for them. This has been, without question, the hardest week of my life, but I have accepted this and am ready to move forward. I am not ashamed and I will be there for both of the new girls in my life. I am going to be a father. It's up there. My phone wouldn't let me find it, but it's up there. Uh, but anyway. We can try looking on a, a desktop later, because sometimes those those mobile applications... They just pick and choose. But anyway. Any hoot. So it wasn't on my phone, but you can find it. Uh, Mother's Day 2011, where I essentially said, I've made some mistakes, um, but you know I'm ready to take uh, like accept the consequences of my actions. And I even said something like, I'm ready... To, uh, I'm ready to accept the two new women in my life, <gasps> implying that it was a girl. Oh, God. <laughs> implying, I guess, that it had been for months. Right. Um, and then it ended with, like, new paragraph, single sentence, I am going to be a father. And I was wondering, like, because you had to have said it explicitly. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there were a few people that were like... Oh my god. So like, I was assuming that like you weren't dating anyone or no, like there, no one no. would have like <laughs> assumed anything about so, that. But or... there were some people, like the people that really knew me, uh, I guess essentially Connor and Buck from Othiodora were like, No, that's not real. Like um... immediately they were like, That's not real. So a few people had commented like, dude, so happy for you, like if you need anything. Sure. Uh and then Buck actually commented, I'm gonna be a dad too. I'm playing Daddy Warbucks in the production of Annie, <laughs> blah blah blah. So funny. I deleted the comments be- and like I think I texted you didn't want anyone to think yeah. it was a joke. And so then I texted I think I texted Buck something like, dude, come on or whatever. Yeah. Uh and but then some people saw like Buck and I think that some people must have seen if they His saw Buck's comments. Yeah, and if they did they saw it was deleted and were like, oh man, try oh, to it's delete real. that. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. So that would contribute <clears throat> even more to mm-hmm. people thinking it was real. And the Oh uh, dang. The um That's so funny. <laughs> the policy that I had was if people called me or texted me, I'd string them along a little bit more and <laughs> then tell them and then tell them to keep it a secret. But if it was just a Facebook comment or whatever, like I wouldn't you be like, You never tried to correct someone? Yeah, so then... That's it, so funny. That's like, what a great like rule to set for <laughs> yeah. a prank. I, I really think these things through. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then... At like I think like eleven fifty that night or whatever, like or close to or maybe at midnight I forget. I um, commented like, um, "Thank you all so much." You're so, like this is a comment on that thread. Yeah. Thank you all so much. 
Your support means the absolute world to me, and it makes me f- it it really fills my heart with pride. Um, especially because it, it also makes me feel bad because this was a Happy Mother's Day April Fool's prank. Uh... And then I posted the video, like the YouTube video of Porky Pig going. That's all, folks. And so many people were so mad at me. God damn it. That's so funny, but also like in that shot and fruit away of like you have to, you just get to watch people be so mad at you for not actually being a father. uh, I think um, Will Russo especially was like, I was so excited to see you do improv with a little 13 year old Trevor <laughs> down the line <laughs> yeah a lot of people were angry but like that's the sort of thing of like it's harmless it's, you know it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. fun it's just but at the same time like I can totally understand why people would be really mad about that and and that that might be I don't know I don't know about like the biggest prank I've ever pulled but it might it, it, I can't think of a like a prank another a, time when you like on a broader scale fooled a larger number of people. Yeah, and simply for, like, my own... If it's done for my own um, amusement and really for attention... Yeah. That the grander scale, it's not just, like, everybody's mad at me, but, like, like that... You know, I very well could objectively been an asshole at that point. Yeah. Like I may very well just be like, yeah, it's 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 me sort of like pointing at myself and look at me out of nothing, completely organically. Yeah, that's fair. But I also think there would be plenty of people, especially in the like types of groups that we run with, who are just who would just like encourage that to no end. <laughs> who would just be like, oh, Trevor, great bit, dude. Like, <laughs> well, I would hope so. <laughs> but yeah, literally. It was uh, and like I got an idea. It would be fun to do this, and you know that's it. <laughs> that's that's where my thought process ended, as opposed to like my family. <laughs> right, right, yeah. That's what I was just about to ask. Like, has there ever been a time where you feel like you like attempted something with like a close friend, and it was like <clears throat> touch and go as to whether like they were actually okay with what you had done? I don't know. <clears throat> well, there was that time where. Um, or my roommate was like, get out of my room. Right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, to be honest with you. I know there have been times that, like, you know, try to make a joke, but it's like, you, f- you realize after the fact it's in poor taste. Right. But in terms of, like, you know, you know, mischief or playing tricks on friends or whatever, I'm pretty much, you know, batting a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much the fucking man, you know. Like, you can't, you can't. I'm the, I'm the coolest. I'm just the king. Did you know that? Did you know that I'm the king? I, I don't like to say it often. Enough, <laughs> oh, no. That's so funny. So, okay. I, I think this enters an interesting, like, realm of, like, source for comedy and entertainment mm-hmm. on a larger scale. Because um, I've heard um, a friend of mine recently, which was like, I don't like any prank type shows or any like <clears throat> source of entertainment that involves like um, putting other people at like a disadvantage for my entertainment. Sure. Examples include like Sasha Baron Cohen, film, like Borat, like Sasha Baron Cohen characters, I guess. Yeah. Like Ali G and Borat <clears throat> and Bruno. Um, I think even even Nathan for you uh, mm-hmm. gets into that of creating situations where he's 
in some cases, more taking advantage of the people that are involved. I don't know if you're familiar with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, <clears throat> I would think that it would be up your alley. <laughs> um, there, there was one. The one I think the first one I ever saw was um, the gas station after rebate. Oh yes, and Shit. I lit, like my jaw was on the like I it was. It, I was just like leaning back and forth, and like I cannot believe the lengths that he is going through to make sure that they don't get this rebate. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah, and it's, the lengths that these people go through. Yeah, to, like, there's like there's certain. So it's like he hangs out outside a gas station that says like um, gas is ten dollars or ten cents a gallon after rebate or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Very very inexpensive, and then. He doesn't tell people until after they've already filled their tanks that you have to create, you have to like carry out this very specific set of um, activities to try to get the rebate. It's a mail-in rebate, but you have to take a shuttle, like I think two hours to a mountain where you scale the mountain and put it in the deposit box. But one, but then there are people that are like, okay, I'll do it. And Nathan's like, really? Oh yeah. no. <laughs> so once he gets there, he's like, okay, we're here. But you have to solve these riddles. Yeah. And he just says riddles until the sun sets. <laughs> and there are people who legit... There's like, what, three or four people who stayed yeah. overnight? And who are telling said... really, like, personal <laughs> stories about themselves? And then at the end, like, the, it's the next day because he's like, it, you have to stay over. Yeah. And then there's some people that are like, fine, whatever, I'm already here. Yeah. Uh, and it ends with him being like, okay, I have to tell you guys... I'm sorry, there's no rebate, but I think that our friendship, and he like tries to play that card, yeah. but I think our friendship, like you guys have taught me so much and like, I really respect that. And I think that's the best rebate of all or whatever. Right. They agree with him. They leave and you see behind them is the deposit box where they, they said, the I, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I knew there was something insane about like the final step of where the yeah. like, uh, actual box was. So I'm like, I'm just like going crazy. Just like, I cannot believe that the, like he's doing this and these people yeah. are doing that too, and you wonder sometimes about like technically it's how sort much of, like, of the it reality is. show, yeah. how much of it is stage or whatnot. But still, like it's the the narrative itself is is nuts. Yeah. Uh, even funnier than that though is he goes back to the gas station and says like, "Hey man, I, I fulfilled my promise. Nobody got the rebate." And then somehow one one of the guys that was camping over was talking about drinking his own urine and then he was like yeah it was weird like one guy talked about that and the owner of the gas station who's i forget where he was from but he was not from america like yeah. english is not his first language and he said he started talking about like oh yeah my you have to drink your own urine to keep the demons away oh and, that's right and nathan's just like what yeah. it's like it's completely out of left field he's so flabbergasted by this it has nothing to do with the prank but like of course you have to keep it in because yeah. he's like yes you have to or else you'll be very sick and like your family oh will be haunted God. and cursed if you don't drink your own urine so, he's like this is yeah <laughs> so my understanding in like a one in an interview a podcast interview actually that I've heard of his is that like they try to write <clears throat> as much as they can of mm-hmm. like what they are planned to do but mm-hmm. they also try to keep it loose enough that if something like that happens yeah where they're just like oh <laughs> oh, shit, we got to follow this lead. Like, <laughs> then they just, like, change the plan of what the filming is. Yeah. Like, have you seen the um, Ghost Realtor episode? Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. So, like, apparently going into that, they had, they did not have the intentions of, like, ha- like, they didn't think that woman would actually have had, like, an experience with a ghost. <laughs> so when that happened, they were just like, 
oh damn like we gotta rewrite the rest of this episode like we can't just film you know us continuing to like try to convince her that like these places needed to be like specifically treated as ghost reality reality (laughs) we need to follow the story of this woman believing in and that's that's great that they do that too because it's like you can't you can't just like over plan for stuff like that when you have that crazy x factor of like the public at large uh, those prank shows, I don't like hunker down and, and watch them, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in them, uh, and I definitely get a kick out of them, like, you know, extreme Japanese prank shows. Sure, or sure, like, sure. I remember Trigger Happy TV was a fun one. I've heard of Trigger Happy, but I've never <clears throat> watched it. There are some great ones they do of like, there's one, I think it was, no, no, I think this was more like a Japanese prank show instead of Trigger Happy TV. Oh, Trigger Happy TV was... Guys walking down an alley. It's a and it's a far, long distance camera walking down an alley, and then, so like one of their trademark things for that show was like dressing up in like an animal costume, oh. and then like an army of people dressed in animal costumes just start running down oh. the street, like chasing, and the guy has to like turn around and run yeah. away. And another one that was so simple, but I liked is um, guy pulls up uh, at a uh, traffic light. And another car pulls up behind him, and the pranks or whatever's in the front car. It's green, and the car doesn't move, and the car behind is like honking like yeah, crazy, yeah. like go. The guy comes out of his car and just starts yelling gibberish at him, like goes back in the car, and just like drives away. I think. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say because I might. Yeah. I might have forgotten. But I think when the light turned red, he drove away. <laughs> so, so these kinds of things exist, but you don't really feel like you have ever tried to like. No, I. So last year, I did. I was forced into a situation where I had to play prank on strangers. Really? Sca- and I was scared at whip, like, because because that's my sissy boy core of like, I don't sure. want to get in trouble. That's so. So you really <clears throat> think that that's like where it stems from of why you only like mess with the oh, people yeah. that are closest because to I, you? Because I know I'll, I can get away with it. That's, <laughs> that's what so it is. Funny. Like I've never shoplifted in my life. Like I've never. Like, I don't know, done... I, I've, I've only done... Have you ever done any, things. like, just, like, property destructive, like, pranks? So I feel like... It's like you said, it's... You, you hesitate to call it pranking because it's, like, a bucket of pee-pee or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's what I think of, and, like, oh, I wouldn't want to do that. But, yeah, property destruction... In which case, uh, the Wrigley Field construction oh, yeah. really pranked <laughs> everybody last night. It was just one big prank. <laughs> Best, best prank of all. They got everybody so hard. They were totally ready for day two. <laughs> uh, any, any any property destruction, I think, was uh, incidental okay. and accidental. What uh, what was the prank that you got forced into doing? So, well, last year I did impress these apes. I had a feeling it. Was yeah, that yeah. To and one of the apes. challenges was um, they come up with like great. Challenges. Yeah, it's so creative. Yeah. I've never been... I have rehearsals on Monday nights. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, just in perpetuity. Yeah. So, like, anything that happens on Monday nights, even if it's like, oh, I really... This would be such a cool thing. It just, like... Yeah. I just, like, try not to think about the fact <laughs> that I want to see it. But I watched a bunch of the, like, videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I watched you try the... <laughs> Um, video of you trying to get over your fear of cats. Oh, God, yeah. That was another non-fictional thing. Yeah. That challenge was filming yourself going in a montage going from zero to hero. And oh, everybody, that's right, that's right. And everybody did, um, 
like things of like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm Feats playing of strength or something. Yeah, or like I'm playing like uh, this person that can't dance or can't get a lover and then like get right. one or whatever. Right. But my thing, I, I, I guess I didn't think that. It could be fictional. I get. I get. <laughs> I love that. Like, but I was why thinking, not? yeah, and so I like um, uh, for some of them, not all the challenges. I got the idea before I left the stage, and for that's that, awesome. And for that one, I was just like, I know what I have, I have to, to do. do this. <laughs> And try to get over my fear of cats, and I did, which is the craziest thing. You they really said, do feel like you're. Oh yeah, I'm much better around cats. That's now. crazy. And like th- they said, uh, I forget. I think. But you're was, also, uh, we should say for the listeners, horribly allergic to cats. Yes, I am. Okay. The video. It's not ends. like he just like doesn't enjoy being around them. Right. Yeah. It <laughs> also makes him physically like just, eyes swollen and yeah. sneezy and oh, such. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can like. Pet them now, pick them up and stuff. Wow. But um, yeah, and and uh, one of the judges. Better your life. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if you one, consider that. One better. of the judges was even like, um, uh, <laughs> was like, so you're not afraid of cats anymore? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, really though? And I'm like, yeah, uh, really? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it was a big risk. That yeah, yeah. If that if I if the montage ended with me being like, well, <laughs> still hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, but one of the other things, one of the other, um, uh, challenges. Uh, challenges they did was for each of the eight contestants, they brought back a different previous contestant. Oh. And each previous contestant had selected or, uh, put three, or had made three options and it was selected for them out of those three, a previous challenge. Oh. So my previous, um, uh, uh, contestant was Claire Kelly and she chose prank video Wow. And man, I it was so nerve wracking. Yeah. Uh the first person that we pranked turned out to be uh I think <laughs> turned out to be a police officer. Oh, <laughs> like, what? Who was off duty? How? <laughs> it was it just turned out that way and then oh god, it was, and you know, I don't I don't know. The the prank was um you know, I don't know. It was know. a police officer. It just was. It just was. Like, it was like, all right, here's our first mark. And then she shows up. And the prank was we had, like, uh, like we made a table as if we were, like, selling cookies. And uh, two of my Planet Town guys, uh, Nate Holney and Will Russo, mm-hmm. were in ca- – they were each in a car around and they were filming from the windows. And we had the Planet Town microphone, which is, like, almost the exact same thing. Super similar to this, yeah. Yep. Uh, we had it on the table, like, under some stuff to yeah, pick up sound. Yeah, which is a super easy thing yeah, to it's, do. It was, it was guy, just yeah. great. So we had the table as if we were, like, selling cookies for charity or whatever. She was like, hey, when a passerby came by, she was like, hey, I'm really sorry. I need to go to the bathroom. Are you – is it okay if you watch this table? And then she leaves and then I come out in a ridiculous outfit. I'm like, where's my mom? Where's my mom? And they get freaked out and I'm – and as the more, like, they – like, if they try what to leave. What was it? I was in. <laughs> oh, come on. This is so essential to the story. <laughs> I was in a – first of all, there was a sailor hat, like a Navy sailor yeah. hat. I held – um I held a handful of loose spaghetti, <laughs> of loose cooked spaghetti, and a stuffed animal in the crook of my arm. I was wearing like a leotard with the shorts cut out from a previous from a previous thing I did for apes, uh-huh. where like it was up to like my upper thigh. Oh, so you just no. saw like all of my legs and um, some like some like like uh, fe- music festival shirt or whatever. And I would be like, "Where's my mom? Where's my mom? Where'd she go? Where'd she go?" And then if they left, there's one guy in particular who left and I went sir sir <laughs> just shouting after him and she would where'd come, you set it up 
Oh, God. It was, I think, in Wicker Park. It okay. was, like, right down the street from her uh, apartment. Okay. So the cop was, like, like her precinct, of Claire's precinct. Oh, God. Yeah, so they, like, had a discussion when they found out, oh, I'm a cop. And she's like, oh, okay, well, the, you know, this and this just about, like, neighborhood stuff. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, right, right. That's so, and so, like, yeah. would you, did you eventually, like, tell everybody that you Yeah, she it? was pushing that more, and I was, she was pushing, like, she would come back and be like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, you want to tell them, like, what, what this the is for is, or whatever, yeah. and like, oh, it's for a prank or whatever. Uh, she was more, I guess, I guess in the moment I was like, I'm, I, I don't want to be like, this is a prank or break character. I just want to like still be in character and have them go away thinking that was weird. Yes, so I, I agree. Don't, so I don't have to face the music. Yes. That's, I think, I feel like fear. were I in that situation, I would definitely prefer the avenue of like, just let someone walk away thinking what they're thinking yeah. instead of having to be like, I'm sorry, this is a thing. Because yeah, that's, cause that's yeah. going to the principal's office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's being like, I'm, you know, this is, I goofed up. This is my decision. This yeah, is my choice. I did this that's intentionally. That's a really good point. It's uh, easier to ask forgiveness than permission. As yes, the old yeah. saying goes. And uh, halfway through, we mixed it up, or I mixed it up because it was like not getting, like a peop, some people were just leaving a, a, a immediately, immediately. Where I would come out instead of being like, where's my mom? Oh, no. I'd be, I would come out and be like, Man, are you serious? Did she leave again? She's not going to the bathroom. She's going to smoke a cigarette or whatever and, like, get angry. And, but like, still, have the like, people... in the same costume. Yeah, in the same exact costume. And at one point... Which almost, like, that kind of makes... That makes me laugh even more. The idea of you being, like, genuinely working in conjunction with this other person. And at one point, it's really funny to me uh, and, my, and my friend Brandon, who helped make the video... Really funny to us because we were filming, editing a video. This one particular moment that was not funny to anybody else, but like, I go like, ah, God, and I and I throw the spaghetti on the table, which is right next to the microphone. So I'm just like, ah, you gotta be, and you just you're like, and it's just, you know, it's just loose cooked spaghetti that just hit the table right next to the microphone. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so that was like stressful. So you, to me. that's so funny that like, yeah, putting yourself in that kind of situation, you're just immediately like not on board. Yeah, I'm like, get me out of here, please get me out of here. But <laughs> if it's if it's like playing a prank on a friend, no, as elaborate or as simple as it is, I'm 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 down. You're so you're you feel like your go to things are the like sitcom hijinks of like trying to convince someone that a fact about sure. something is not true, or like you know this right or whatever yeah, and yeah. yeah have it or a fact about something is true right yeah it's yeah more accurate exactly yeah, yeah. and it's not and it's and it's actually not true uh yeah i love that i love that stuff that uh, would drive me insane <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy being my friend <laughs> i well i think talking about it in that context uh leads well into a wrap-up question of um uh, how do you feel like your love of messing with folks <laughs> slash pranking, etc., uh, has influenced your life both creatively and just kind of in general? Um, well, definitely creatively, it, it, it has influenced some of the ideas that I've had in terms of uh, performance art or like comedy or whatever you want sure. to call it. Like um, when I first moved here, <clears throat> um, I was I was into like documentaries or biographies mm -hmm. and uh, I was reading a lot about Andy Kaufman oh shit yeah and so there that that some of that stuff was like that's the line for me because it's like I wanted to do stuff like he did but like more 
mainstream or like something that people would laugh while it's happening. Sure. That's a really fair way to like (laughs) access Andy Kaufman as a comedian. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Not as someone who wanted to just like (laughs) do some of the things he did, which like you said, like just never got laughed. Yeah. 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 They were just fucking stunts (laughs) yes like yeah and like they're they're like the stuff that i wanted i guess i wanted the like positive reaction or like the laughter to be more uh more immediate Mm -hmm. and like so i would experience it as opposed to like decades later people be like oh or like you know this guy's a genius yeah when you hear about what some of the stuff you hear about some of the stuff annie kaufman did and you're like oh my god that's great But to be an audience member in that time, you know what it is? It's you had to not be there. That's so funny. You had you had to not be there. You had to hear about it secondhand. Yeah, because you hear about bits where he just like what read a chapter. Great Gatsby. Yeah, that was it. All of it. All the Great Gatsby, and like I wouldn't want to do that. No, I wouldn't want to be there for that. But um, the idea of it is just just like (laughs) oh my god! It just makes you throw your head back and just like oh the poor. Poor people that were there. You like, had what to a not guy. Be there. It's such a great way to put it. But, like, for me, I want it to be more immediate. So, an interesting question is who's more arrogant? Is it <laughs> me or is it him? Where he's doing it and, like, for no laughs. And I'm like, well, I want laughs out of it. Right. But and he's a... doing it for the sake of the, like, <clears throat> like, well, you know, who can say exactly what he was doing True. it for? Yeah. But in your mind, as an outsider, especially also as another performer, you see it as, like, oh, he's doing this for, like, the the story of what this bit is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or or maybe just to see what happens. Yeah, too. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Which is a way less like egotistical way to look at it from his standpoint. Yeah, I guess. I, well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. It's but but regardless it is strange. Yeah. Oh <laughs> for sure. So like that's influenced me for certain things of like I guess like thinking outside the box mm-hmm. or doing something where you know, patience trying humor that isn't mm-hmm. too patience trying. I love that. Patience <clears throat> trying humor. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, everything that you have said feeds into. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you mo- perform the most with Oh Theodore, and I definitely mm-hmm. think it informs the style of comedy that you guys always embodied. Yeah, there's one sketch in particular that I'm thinking of. Uh, and <laughs> we. Almost had it in our final show, but we had to cut it for time. What sketch is that? It's called Gay Parents. <laughs> so, I think I've seen this sketch. Really? I think so. I so, could be wrong. You may have seen uh, Sketchubator. We did it at one year at Sketchubator Chicago Sketch Fest. I think so. It got the biggest ovation, I think, of anything we've ever done. That's the best amazing. part of that being that uh, when I first pitched it, Everyone hated it. Really? Especially Connor and Lisa, I think. So and I came up and I came up with the idea because like it was in, it was very influenced by reading about Andy Kaufman. Interesting. So it's essentially like a bad sketch. Yeah. That starts of a um a son coming in and being like, "Mom, dad, I don't know how to say this, but here goes, you're gay." And the, par- <laughs> and the parents like like the father doesn't know how to handle it. Right. And he's like, "Whoa, that 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 can't be true. And like his mother being like, we have to be supportive of ourselves. And I couldn't help but throw little like Trevor jokes in there or whatever. Like sure. at one point the father's like, that I, Daniel, I can't be gay. I like, I like cobras and motorcycles. <laughs> of course. Of and, course. And uh, <laughs> there's one, there's one portion where, uh, <laughs> there's one portion where, uh, they all say each other's names like sternly of like, 
I think like the father's name is Marshall and and the son's name is Daniel. And it's like Daniel Marshall, and then uh, the wife says Marshall, and then I go guys, and then we all at the same time snap our do like a snap, snap our fingers and arc our hands and just go like <laughs> please, <laughs> and then continue with the scene. But it's like a one and a half minute maybe. Uh, like terrible sketch with like weird like why did that happen yeah. Ism, isms thrown in there and then it ends with Daniel with your we're your parents and if we're gay well we'd have to we'd be fools not to accept that and the mother says we're gonna be here for us no matter what okay <laughs> the son goes okay and then they all hug as the pretenders I'll stand by you plays in its entirety <laughs> and a half you hear I'll stand by you start to finish and nobody moves <laughs> that I was the original that. I would remember if I had seen that <laughs> that was the original draft and it was later and then we changed it to like make it a three-parter where the music swells and then on the first chorus they hug and then as the chorus is um as the chorus is ending the lights are fading and then there's like this little key change or whatever, and the first verse starts up again. The lights come and they back, bring up. It back up. Still... Yeah, that definitely punches <laughs> it up a lot. On and all then accounts. just like the the, and then the audience is like, "Oh, it's back!" And then like you know, the one of those things which I love, and I feel like if you can do this, like, oh, I have so much respect for you uh-huh. of making it go to not funny to back, back to, to funny, funny again. Yes, agreed. Oh man, yeah. I love that. I love that. I think um as speaking of Sketchabater, I feel like Cool Table did that with their sketch Sketchabater sketch this year and it was in the first weekend of Sketchfest. It was basically just like there were like three or four people on stage in a scene and one person broke the fourth wall like almost immediately and was like Oh man, are you really putting me in position in this sketch, man? And they just like broke, and and it was like, ugh, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's exactly, it's kind of like what you said. It just like started out as like a bad sketch, set it up then, with a fake bad sketch, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, they had like three or four people as plants in the audience. They had asked um, uh, one of the workers of Sketchfest, the tech guy in the tech booth, Peterlin, Brian Peterlin. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they yeah. got Peterlin involved, but they also got like. The guy who was uh, Brandon uh, Price, who was hosting the whole night, involved. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and they got uh, they skyped someone from the group who wasn't there. Like, but everyone had this like almost the same monologue about like anger, and yeah. like a- as they kept adding <laughs> each person, it just like was destroying. That's like, great. It brought the whole fucking house down. It, it was like. It was like, I think it really was, I think it went to not funny anymore because it was like, oh, we get the bit. But like the more, they just heightened so hard and so quickly that it blew it everybody just, yeah. away. Yeah, and it's just, it just becomes that much more impressive and it was, when it's like you have this many people outside of the group involved. Exactly. Like, <clears throat> especially when it started out and you were just like, oh, is this just going to be like some sure. like three person scene with a bunch of dudes in it? Like breaking <laughs> the fourth wall? Cool. But like, it was so not that at all that it just like destroyed and uh yeah the uh, the only reason i bring that up is because i think it it both like did the thing where it just i think it got to the point where it just wasn't funny anymore and then was funny again yeah if nothing else 
definitely just like amped way up really quickly <clears throat> but also yeah got that um how did you phrase it like see <laughs> see what you could give away with without it being annoying <laughs> like <laughs> without like, getting uh, testing the patience of yeah, the yeah, yeah. audience yeah <laughs> it definitely at some point like tested the patience of how many of those iterations people were willing to sit through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's 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 just it's 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 it, I, I love like the type of humor within the art of comedy. It's like some some certain type of humors are like an art form itself, like that. Yeah, or I like think so the, too. The, the age old trope that I love in sketches or just in comedy in general of how many ways can this one person get this wrong? Oh yeah, sure. I love sketches like that. Like uh, when the Black Keys were coming out with their album El Camino, uh-huh. Bob Odenkirk did a sketch. I I think like for them, like on Funny or Die. Uh huh. Where he was um, filming a commercial, like a used car commercial, and like all he's supposed to do is say this brand new El Camino, and it rolls in. But the the guy driving the van, Roger, I think was his name, <laughs> like never did it right. And it's just it's it's that I just love it when it's done well. It's so funny to me. And on top of that, having Bob Odenkirk be the straight sure. man to just be like like at one point just goes like yeah, Roger, wrong <laughs> <laughs> like, the way he yells is just I highly so I cannot recommend up, that sketch sure. enough it's so 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 good like, I definitely think that this like uh, really contribute like <clears throat> lends itself to your sensibilities yes. in a lot of ways yeah yeah <clears throat> uh, are there any like overarching ways that you feel like it kind of like defines or affects your life <laughs> I've got it. Uh, it's, it's Except for patience. it's really hard to be friends with you. <laughs> yeah, got me patient friends. <laughs> I do think there's something to be said, though, for like surrounding yourself by people who are also at least on some level amused by that or at sure. least like you enough that they... Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, and you know, there was one time I think like I was saying like, uh, I think it was my friend uh, Willie, Willie Appleman, who like when I... Uh, at one point, I, like, made fun of him when he came in a room or whatever, and he, like, put his arm, like, he just, like, like right up on me, oh, put wow. his arm around me, and sort of, like, jabbed me in the sternum. Uh-huh. Like, completely, like, with the joke. With, oh. with the joke, he wasn't, he wasn't, like, really mad. Sure, sure. But I think he was sort of taking out some frustration, but also was like, you can dish it out, but you can't take it. You can dish it out, but you can't take it. Like, it was like a, like a, like a noogie or something, and I was like, ah, ah. But it completely, that's when I realized, like, yeah, I can. He's so right. I need to work on that, and, like, I've been and, you know, trying working on to. that and trying to That's be like, good. yeah, because I, <laughs> I hate being like duped for real. That's it is so the worst. Funny. It's the worst feeling in the world. I, to have I really don't like it either. To be, especially when it's like mean spirited yeah. of like, or even like, you know, there's the half and half line of like good natured and like we, mm-hmm. you know, we're making fun of you and like condescending yes. to you. Agreed. That's, and I think that that line can easily get really muddied, especially <clears> when, uh, people that you know pretty well are involved. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. Or it's, it's like, wait, am I, am I like, are you laughing at me or with me? Right, I think yeah. Is really what it and it's tough to. because, like, when you look as attractive as I do, too, like, <laughs> real, like people will want to do it out of spite and jealousy. And it's like, well, okay, do you really like me though, as a person? Like, does that does that get in the way of your? So the whole thing is really just like a friendship <laughs> test. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Do you think that's what it is? Is that like you're is that I'm super hot? Yeah, it's that like you're so attractive that your um, level of, of messing with people is to just like 
It should just confirm that like people still want to be around you sure. because you're yeah. so inordinately <laughs> just, attractive. Just a gorgeous man. <laughs> That's something I like to do too, actually, which I, I I haven't done in a while of just like throwing in like and just continuing with the conversation oh, yeah. <laughs> of just being like, oh yeah, try well, not you know, to because, someone call you on it, right? Yeah, I'm just like I'm talking, and all of a sudden of like oh, my father who's in prison, but you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. and like and because the moment of of seeing people's eyes be like, huh, and, like they You're realize right. it. It's great. Um, That's also a good, like, test of someone else's personality of whether they're actually, like, one, heard you and, and like, actually yeah. interpreted what you said, or two, are willing to, like, not actually address that. <laughs> There's, I got one more story. Mm-hmm. Um, Please. So, when I was here, uh, uh, I was here in fall 2007 with Buck and uh, um, the guy I mentioned, Willie. And we were doing comedy studies, mm-hmm. uh, semester of Second City, <clears throat> a semester abroad. Mm, sure, not. sure, sure. Yes, yes. <clears throat> when we were there, Willie told us about the neo futurists and too much light makes a baby go blind. Love the show, awesome and it show. was one of the very few times in my life where I saw something and immediately was like super duper artistically inspired. Cool. And the, my inspiration was. We should steal this. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, everybody who sees that show is like, shit, this is just the best fucking idea for a show. It's just so fun. Yeah. So we brought it back because uh, we were juniors at the time. So we brought it back for a senior project of like the three of us were going to so direct it and do it ourselves. Where'd you go we to school? Were, I went to school Skidmore. Okay. So the idea was we like proposed it for a senior project to do our senior year when we came back. Uh, spring semester junior year and to like sort of show what kind of thing we were talking about we did a little version ourselves uh, called Too Much Trevor Makes the Willy Go Buck oh no 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 I loved it it was great anyway we got the show and so it was like cool we got three guys uh, an ensemble six would be great so we held auditions for girls to make three girls and we're uh, everybody writes and performs and if you wrote the piece you direct it cool uh on our callback list, we wrote, <clears throat> like, um, and this is something I've done before for oh, callbacks. no. <laughs> <laughs> to write in the description of, like, because, you know, you have, like, the big, like, thank you, blah, 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 blah. Right. This decision's really harder than the list of names. So in the paragraph that's, like, thank you, it's, like, in the, in the middle of the, sent- in the paragraph, it says, this sentence is to prove to see who's actually reading this paragraph. And then one of the names was Robert Downey Jr. that we called back. So that's just, like, a funny thing or whatever. But our friend Lily Robinson totally – we didn't call her back. But she got us – it was great. It was a great thing she did. We had our callbacks and they were done. It was like, all right, great. Thank you very much. And we let the, we let the girls out. And then she comes <laughs> running in holding the, the sign-up sheet and she's like, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so late. Oh, I'm sorry. I know I'm late for this audition. My name's Robert Downey Jr. I'm here to be in the show. And we were like, oh, That's oh, such a good thing. way to go. Yeah. Oh my I was god. so proud of her when she did that. Oh my what god. What a good play. Oh my god. That's so funny. I think it's appropriate that a uh it's at least someone call it's almost like someone called you on a on a on a messing with him bit. Yeah, but it was great to like she's totally like in on the joke and made yeah. it her own and messed with us too for a little bit. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. So great, when when, great when people when people do that to me, but it's like good natured or like a joke. I can't – I know I can't be mad or upset or sad, but if it's something of like, oh, yeah, we all we all said we are going to the arcade and then we went to the movies and didn't tell you on purpose. We oh, that's – that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's it's like, good to know that – Nothing feels worse to me than that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not really some, the place where you're like – 
joshing would come from either to like yeah. purposefully put someone out like <laughs> make them feel bad and left out yeah and i think it's maybe maybe my setups. maybe my fear of that and hatred of that feeling perhaps plays a role in why I do it all the time. Like I have control of that thing I'm afraid of, but because I do it good naturedly or something. I don't know. You're going to start acting like a cat or something. Maybe. Yeah. Cause I hate it so much. (laughs) Uh, This has been really fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like we talked for way too long. Oh no. It was like right in the sweet spot. Okay. I've been trying to keep them between an hour and an hour and a half and we're right between that. Okay. Fantastic. We good. good. We cool. The last thing that I'll say is Trevor, I love you. And I mean that. See, I'm I'm being genuine, but I, you're yeah. not comfortable about feeling genuine. Do do you though? I do. Every person that you bring on this podcast, you yeah. feel that way. In some capacity, yes. And I've been now open. What is, now, what does that mean? Uh, because I can be open about the fact that like I'm just fucking with you. I'm fucking uh, with you. <laughs> but there are people who have been on the show who I'm like closer to, uh, very clearly have a different relationship with. But I do feel like I love everyone who comes on cool. the show. Cool. I was just messing with you. Then this was the perfect way to end. <laughs> <the podcast. laughs> This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.